The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show, and boy, what a game. What a game. So we'll hit on that and a few more things on this show. Show 604, it's coming. Right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we're going to structure it just a little bit different. I'm just going to talk about coaches, our coach in general, and coaching history in general. And then we're going to go to the bone line, and that'll do it. I'm not doing a pregame for the Jaguars or a postgame for this nightmare against the Saints. Maybe a little bit, but I'm not going to examine it. We're not going to go over the numbers not going to go over the statistics because it was just a blatant failure of coaching with a great roster. So let us not waste any more time. Let's get right to our biggest problem. And you know it just as much as I know it. McDougal's is not the guy. All right, let's get right to it here. Let's go to an interesting t- statistic, which is in the last 70 years, that's 70, that's a lot longer than I've been watching football, there have been five, count them, five coaches that have been fired from one organization to another organization that have hired them and that have been complete losers. And I mean complete. And here's the criteria. Criteria is the first stint of this coach. They've had to have a losing record. They've had to have a significant losing record, which McDaniels had with the Broncos. He also stiffed the Colts, um, which was a last-minute hire that he refused to even show up to. I think that is squirrely and flaky, to say the least. Lends more credence to his lack of leadership. But also... Not only did they lose in their previous organization, but they started off with their new organization losing. With more than three losses in their first five games, that's McDougal's. And these are the other two guys you'd recognize. Eric Mangini of the Jets and Adam Gates also of the Jets were dismal failures to say the least. So, okay, let's look at who was hired the year that we got McDougal's. Matt Eberflus of the Bears, they're not doing too bad. Nathaniel Hackett is probably right there with his good brother, McDougal's, because he can't call a play either, and it shows in the Broncos. Very poor coach, very poor coaching. I don't expect him to survive this year. Brian Dable, who I really wanted us to hire, doing really well with the Giants. Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins, first-time head coach, doing a great job. Doug Peterson, which I didn't want to come here, which I wish we would have taken over this clown. Dennis Allen of the Saints, Lovey Smith, 
Kevin O'Connell of the Vikings is running a 6-0 record. And they most of these teams have less talent than the Raiders. There's less talent on the roster. Also, their decisions on their defensive coordinators were far better than ours. Don't let me get you start. Don't get me started on I need a Graham to get things going because he looks like he needs an IV of coffee whenever he's talking about anything. This guy looks like he's half asleep on the sideline. I've never seen him show any emotion one way or another. To say I'm disgusted with our coaching is an understatement. I've been talking about it for show after show after show, and this just, this was it. We play at teams like the Saints that average 28 points scored against them per game. That's an average. Dennis Allen is not a good coach. We know this. Yet, when they play the Raiders at home, they played the Raiders in New Orleans. The Raiders get snuffed out. Now, there's people who want to say, oh, the defense is so much better. Oh, the offense didn't get it together. There's no pizzazz on the sideline. There's no pizzazz in the team because this hammerhead coach has lost the team completely, without a doubt. The Saints game was just a a clear view of our offense and our defense. <laughs> the fact that the opposing quarterback, the has-been, looked like Peyton Manning. And they ran the ball all over us. We didn't get to the 50-yard line till 4 minutes and 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter with our backup quarterback. Unbelievable. The game was just a symptom of the season, a symptom of the coaching, and just a great example of um, Ziggy, Dave Ziggy, uh, his new press conference just today. I just love the way these guys twist the words and we have to get better and our players, we're constantly evaluating our players our players are constantly evaluating. Well, how about the coach? There was not mention of the evaluation of our head coach or a defensive coordinator. I thought the whole organization was on a constant evaluation, Ziggy. No, I am so sorry that if you had, <laughs> you could put any politician in the place of this guy and actually not McDougal's because. He is the most mealy-mouthed, coach-speak guy. It's just, I'm not the only guy that cannot stand to listen to his post-game press conferences. I know you guys do the same thing. I just got to turn him off. Because the it's on me is getting tired. The, the other team did a great job is certainly tired. And the we've got to do a better job is incredibly lame and Tired, sick and tired is what I'd like to say. And just so let me just throw out a couple things. The fake punt. Yeah, what a great idea. On our side of the field, 
gave them great field position. They scored. This is not this game. This is just some of the buffoonery of this coach. The buffoonery of his play calling. It just this is just the tip of the iceberg. A jet sweep. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're the slowest wide receiver we have. Jet sweep. Jet sweep with Devontae Adams, who's not the fastest guy in the field, nor a running back. A big bruiser that can push through the line and take a gap and, and miss some time. Not the guy. Idiot. Our coach is an idiot. And that's just, I've been watching fo- football most of my adult life. I mean, <laughs> I have watched many buffoon calls. I've seen many buffoons. This guy reminds me of Tom Walsh. And you know why? He reminds me of Tom Walsh because if you look at the players' faces on the bench or behind him, they are all deflated. They're, you know what? The, 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 the mood in the locker room is depression. The culture of the team is losing. That's the culture. It's a losing culture. It's, a, it's everyone else's fault, and you guys are all going to be r- taken away and replaced next year. Culture. And you're not doing a, things that I want you to do. Uh, the other one, this, i got to get to this. The onside kick was fabulous at the 50. When does a coach give the other team half a field to go down to score? I don't know. Maybe if you're the coach of the Broncos when he was. Because this is the idiocy of this bonehead. And this will not improve any time soon. They talk about failures of players. Lack of leadership. There's no lack of garbage talk between the GM and the idiot coach. We're going to improve. We're looking for improvements in our roster. Why don't you look for improvements in the head coach? Because that's the point that needs to be evaluated. Ziggy. Our season is so over. I can't even say, and people are still talking about the playoffs. Are you kidding me? You got to be kidding me because any anybody who's watched football in half of their lives can see that we're not a winning team because the coach is putting is trying to shove his playbook down the throats of our players instead of the good coaches, Brian Dable, Kevin McConnell, Matt Eberflus, Mike McDaniel. Those coaches are taking the players that they have and enhancing what they do best. That is a, is a formula for success. That is how you win football games, is to bring out the best in your players, 
not to make them into somebody else. And I'll tell you, Derek Carr will never be, never be Tom Brady. He'll never be Tom Brady because he's not Tom Brady. He's not a pocket-passing guy. He's done best when he's rolled outside, got the ball out, avoided the pressure because he's terrible in the pocket when it gets tight. We all know this. He's always been that way. As a fan, I can tell you to watch him just stand there like Brady and then get swallowed up by the defense. It's like, really? You as a head coach making millions of dollars a year, you can't figure that out, dude? Pathetic is an understatement. And I've had it. I've just had enough. I don't even want to waste any more time dealing with this entire organization. Mark Davis comes out and says he's going to be our head coach for years to come. Well, Mark must have handed this guy the whole bag. He must have a heck of a contract. Broke Mark, the owner that sits at the little kid table at the owner's meetings. Don't talk, Mark. We're doing business over here. Don't say anything, Mark. We're trying to take care of things over here in the NFL. You don't know anything about anything. And the people you go to advice for, I don't even know who they are. But he's got, Mark has nothing to worry about. That's why he's, I'm going to stand behind this guy. Mo Davis with his haircut that equals his intelligence is outclassed by every owner in the league. And I, as a fan, am just sick of it. I am so happy I didn't buy tickets. But for the people who did, it's a good thing. Because now you're in Vegas, man. You won't get stuck like in Oakland. Man, if I didn't sell my tickets, they'd just go away. I'd throw them away because people didn't want to go see this garbage. Because there was nothing else in Oakland besides the team. And when we were doing bad, people didn't want to go see it. Now, opposing fans now will love to come to Vegas. Anybody, let's go see a football game and have a vacation in Las Vegas. How much better is that? And hey, the Raiders stink, so our team's really going to have a good chance to win. Let's go watch them play. Mark doesn't lose a thing because those seats have been sold out. And I say good for the Raider Nation that bought those seats. And I don't care whether you sell them to our fans. It'd be better if you could. But I'm not, you're not going to be able to if they continue on this this record here and even next year. But you will be able to sell your tickets to the opposing fans. Get as much money as you can, man, because they're raising ticket prices next year. Already been out. Already know it. They're raising ticket prices for this garbage, trash excuse for a football team to people who already overpaid. Pathetic. Absolutely worst owner in the NFL. So bad that Magic Johnson 
Waverly haven't hasn't helped the Lakers much is trying to get a piece of this action. So it's a no lose. You can't lose because whoever comes to play, people are going to come to Vegas. Like I said before, it's a show. It's a it's a concert. It's a show. It's an event that people go to see in Las Vegas. They stay. They gamble. They walk. They go to another show. They go to a different venue. But let's go see a football game. Let's go see our Vikings. Let's go see our Packers. Let's go see our Chargers. Let's go see our Chiefs. We'll fill that stadium up because the Raider fans aren't going to show up because they're sick of watching this garbage, Mark Davis. I'm not going to rant much more. Not much more I need to say. But I'll tell you this. I'm glad I don't have season tickets. I'm glad I didn't invest this much money in this organization. I am glad. And you can call me a non-fan or whatever you want to call me, and I'm not going to any Vegas anytime soon to see a game. You can guarantee that. I'm not going to waste my money. I'll go see Celine Dion or somebody else playing in a concert or the Blue Man Group, whatever, but I will not waste my money to go there and see a game. I'll watch it on TV at the hotel. That's about as much as I'm going to put in to this organization. And, yeah, you know, you can call me what you want. I've been doing this show for, I think, 18 years. Randy, I think that's long. Too long. And I'm just tired of wasting my time. If the owner is going to stick us with this bag of garbage, and trust me, I have other words I want to use, many other, but I just can't do it anymore. That's not who I am. But I certainly can say that this coach is no winner by any stretch. He's getting paid to do a job that he's not doing well at all, and will never do that. And I don't care how many players you bring in to this organization. I don't care how many guys you change. If you bring the entire Patriots team over here, just bring the whole team, we will still suck. That's how bad this coach is. And the players know it. And there's been other players. Barber had a great take. You know, when players start talking like this, you know it's real. When you look at the players in the field and their faces, that is for sure real. And when you have a five-year window to play in your lifetime to make your money, not to get hurt, and to try to get a championship, do you think you want to waste your time with a coach that is clueless? Well, heck no. And nobody in their right mind will want to get injured and never have a chance to play football again for a coach that is clueless. And that is who we have. And I'm tired of going on, but I'm going to tell you, the locker room is gone. Derek Carr, he, he can't help. He's not Tom Brady. And everyone that he's trying to pigeonhole into a position and make the Patriots of old again. 
is garbage. The general manager is speaking, general manager speak, which is clueless, wasteful words, just a political rant with absolutely no substance. Continue to talk about players and getting guys and draft picks and we're looking to this and we're looking to that. You know, just replace this hammerhead with any other losing general manager and there you have it. I expect no more from this season, whatever. Jaguars, whatever. I don't know if we're going to win that game. And they're playing horribly. But I will not, I wouldn't put a dollar on the Raiders beating the Jaguars. Just because Doug Peterson knows how to put their, their team together. He can scheme against the Raiders. You watch. You watch. Josh McDaniels will be outcoached immediately, first quarter. And we will fall and fail. You know, unless McDaniels is trying to get a high pick. Right now we're picking number six. But if we keep losing, we'll keep going up there. Maybe he'll get his quarterback, Tim Tebow, just like he picked for the Broncos. I can hardly wait for that pick. What a joke. So with that being said, that is really all I have to say about that. That's my rant. I'm finished with this clown. And until Mark Davis, you know, grabs his whatever he has down there and makes a good decision and hires a worthy coach. And if this general manager wants to be, you know, if this is a duo, if he goes, if the coach goes, I go, well, get out. Get out. I like the GM. GM seems to be doing a decent job. We could see that later. I wouldn't mind keeping him, but this coach, you got to go. But we're not going to see him go because Mark Davis is already swallowed with little pride he has to say that he's going to see. We're going to see McDaniels for years to come. What kind of gut punch is that? Right back up in your motherfucking ass. Now, after all my ranting about how lame this coach is, I mean, I'm not trying to hold back. And, hey, I don't want anybody to lose their job either. It's not like I want him to go and burn up or whatever. He's just not a good head coach. He's not a good head coach for us. He can go somewhere else and mess them up, but he's really blowing it with this team. I see it. The fans all see it, but David Ziegler loves this guy. He is the best thing ever. Just listen to Ziegler talk about McDougal's. Cheers, that's been Josh's performance so far. McDaniel's um, been really impressed with Josh. Uh, you know, especially you can. I would say when you're two and five, um, you really get tested. 
Um, your leadership really gets tested. Your approach really gets t tested. And um, just been really impressed with how Josh has handled that. Um, his consistency with the team, his messaging with the team, his attitude. Um, he continues to teach. Um, he continues to, I see players continue to improve under not only Josh's watch, but the rest of the coaching staff's watch. Um, I think the game management has been good. Um, and I think he's had a good plan every week. We have to execute the plan. Um, and, and I think that's been something that we, um, the, the team would tell you that we haven't been very consistent on. We haven't had 11 guys execute um, consistently enough on a play-in and play-out basis. And when you're playing good teams, like you have to do that more consistently than not. And you know, this past week we didn't do a good enough job of that. But um, I think Josh has done a great job and, and have total confidence in him and his ability to lead this team going forward, um, a belief in him as an offensive uh, coordinator and a belief in him as a teacher. And I think the one thing, again, I'll, I'll mention because I think it's really important is seen a lot of players improve here um, under him and his coaches watch. And again, the results are the results. We're two and five. So none of us have done uh, a good enough job, myself included. And so, you know, we're going to continue to we put we're going to continue to put pressure on ourselves to get those results. And again, we'll see where, where it's all at when we get to the end of the season. And just so I can keep it into Pure perspective, Tiki Barber, never a Raider, never has been a Raider, had a very clear opinion of our coaching and our coach. Um, and you need to listen to this because it's not me ranting. This is an independent guy who I'm sure has an ear in the locker room because I'm telling you this team has lost confidence in this coach. What, what do we make of New Orleans, okay? They had the second worst defense in terms of points allowed per game. They shut out the Raiders, who never got over midfield until there was three minutes left in the contest. Uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like there's something in New Orleans, but I'm not sure what. Well, no, they don't know. There's nothing in Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the bigger point. This is, this, this is a, a fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me with right. Josh McDaniels. He's just not a good head coach. It's as basic as you can say. The Raiders are not great, but they are average at the very least. You can't get shut out by a team that has been inconsistent at best, talking about the Saints. And if it wasn't for Alvin Kamara going off the way that he has, who knows where the Saints would be this year. So to me, this comes back to culture and head coaching. And Josh McDaniels is just stealing money again. Right, and well, it makes you feel like it makes you feel like Derek Carr is again getting a disservice in yep. his play caller coordinator. I mean, he got pulled in this game for whatever Jared Stentham played, and you're just you're you're asking yourself. You, we saw this once. Josh became a head coach the same year Raheem Morris became a head coach in Tampa, and right. Raheem is considered largely a failure as a head coach in Tampa. He lasted three years. He had a ten win year. Josh had two years in Denver and got fired. He didn't yeah. make it to a third year. And yet Josh has got another opportunity before Raheem Morris has got another opportunity. And so you start asking your question, what is the reasoning why a Josh McDaniel gets a head coaching opportunity before some of these other guys who have had better success in their limited time as head coach to be a head coach? This dude is not a head coach. He is a great offensive coordinator. Actually, probably better than most as an offensive coordinator. And, and per the current landscape of the NFL, 
there's a lot of good offensive coordinators who should not be head coaches in the NFL. And it's playing itself out right now. And we're seeing it. Yeah. And I just, I just, it's the league has a problem that they don't want to address in the fascination or infatuation with these guys who they think can turn teams around because they're good offensive coordinators. It yeah. doesn't make you a good head coach. Period. Well, the Raiders season is over. Like I know mm -hmm. that it's only it's not even November, but we can all see what's happening here. They're two and five in a division with Patrick Mahomes. They're not going to the playoffs. No. It's an abject failure. How do you deal with that? Because you know, if you're in that Vegas locker room, you're in that team meet, you know that this team is going nowhere, and you look at the schedule and you still have ten games to play. Mm. Yeah, well, it, I think I think the most important part of a coaching change is how he relates to the players that he either has or brings in right and so uh if you're josh mcdaniels and you're in las vegas you go in and bring one of well arguably the best receiver in football and yet he all of a sudden looks like not the best receiver in football so i think that's question number one right like right. If, if the guy is who he's supposed to be he makes the best player in football at his position better and yet it's clearly not the case and who knows why that is there's so many situations i guess uh that make uh Devontae adams not the player he was in green bay but he doesn't look like even a pro bowl football player right now that's insulting to the guy who was the best player in football a year ago so yeah. I, I think you have to ask your question is it coaching or is it players and to me well, it's all lot, well ronnie you're, you're hitting on something that I think is important when you're deciding who's going to be your next head coach. Because it right. is about the X's and O's, but it's also about the, the character of the man and the, the ability to form relationships. This is anything in life, whether it's right. 100%. or personal relationships, marriages, etc. But particularly for a group of 53 active players and, you know, 25 coaches, in an organization, that man better be beyond reproach and he better be relatable to everybody. This is honestly why Brian Dable, with an inferior Thank roster, yeah. an inferior roster, is six and one right now. But it's all about there is going to be an accountability. This is going to be based on merit. So you better buy in, otherwise you're not seeing the field. And guys appreciate that, to be honest with you. They don't want to see some schlub out there playing simply because he was a high draft pick. And so the, the platform that you set is the most important thing you can do as a head coach. And I remember when, when Tom Coughlin came into the New York Giants in 2004, he was a pain in the ass, but he set a standard. And if you didn't buy into it, you were out the door. I mean, we, yeah. we're gonna suck, but you're out the door. Eventually you're gonna get it right. And that's exactly what happened. And he won two championships because of it. Brian Dable has that same quality, less of a jerk, but same quality of <laughs> setting the expectation, having the great relationship and letting the guys just feel free. And yeah. I don't think that some of these coaches that get hired, Josh McDaniels is one of them, they don't relate the right way. And as a result, once you start losing or have some hard times, the guys are like, see ya. I, I, will, I will say this, Tiki, because that's a great point. I will say this as well. Coaches sim seem to think that they have control of their rosters. But if you're losing, especially when you're losing, you're not losing well. If you don't give them what they're looking for, they'll look for ways to fix it by themselves. Right. Oh, yeah. Right.
is the, it could possibly be the worst thing that could happen to a football team. When the players start saying, oh, I hear what you're telling me, but I'm going to do it my own way because your way is not working, right? Yeah. That's the worst place you can get. I feel like that's happening in, in, in Las Vegas, for yeah, sure. No, it definitely it, is. It's probably the worst thing that can happen to any team. If you just look at last season, when we had no head coach, we had Pisaccia, who was a father figure, a friend, someone that you could trust, and we went to the playoffs. I don't need to speak anymore or beat down this clown any longer, but the uh, the record speaks for itself. Ziggler is holding on to Josh because that's holding on to his livelihood because they came together. So if Josh leaves, that means Ziggy, maybe he has to go too. So now you have, you know, two clowns instead of one. Uh, and you certainly don't have much honesty. And the fact that they're blaming the players is just paramount to a dismal outcome. You want to change the culture of the organization and be pointing a finger at the very players that make this game happen for you? Wrong foot, wrong direction. And I must say, as much as I like Ziggler, he's the wrong general manager. Bad of the bone. Bone. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. That's the bone line. You know, I expected more calls than we got this time because of the disgusting way we played. And I just think people are giving up already. I don't think anybody wants to listen to my show, probably because it's so negative. (laughs) Wouldn't doubt it. You know, I'm not a homer. Never have been. I, I am sick of losing. 20 years. 20 years. And Mark has had ample time to get it right. So I don't even know what to tell you. I will tell you that this podcast has got a short lifespan because I'm not wasting my time anymore until the ownership decides to make some smart decisions. We see a legitimate turnaround in a positive manner with a solid coach and a good GM, you know, I don't see any reason for me to do this show, really. And that's the truth. So let's get to the bone line, 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Hey, man, vent out here, because where else can you vent out? Because this is my vent out place. All right, our first caller is the Prez. What's happening, my good brother? Raider Nation, this is the press. I am watching the game as we speak right now. Not looking pretty good. It's going to be one of those um, in situations where, you know, hey, make the best out of it while you're down there. Um, of course, I'm at work on the river, so I'm glad I didn't get a chance to spend all that money, though. But I did get a chance to see the Raider Nation partying and having a damn good time. And, man, do I wish I could have been there to attend some of those festivities. It just breaks my heart to see 
you know, the end results. I thought that maybe we come in a whole lot prepared. And even if we don't have our weapons, though, we still have enough to get the job done. Unfortunately, that's not the issue here. There are no certain games because a team is bad that guarantees a win. I repeat, there are no guarantees because of a team that is bad with a piss-poor record is a guaranteed W. I wish that the Raiders would please stop saying that because, you know, it's every given Sunday. And it's also widely known, just like last year, when we played Atlanta, Atlanta was a shit game, a, a team that was looking very bad that busted, busted our ass. So in any given day, in any given time, you can lose a game. And that's all I got to say about that. This is the prayers giving me a call, well, a call and then um, sorry about the bone line. I got a chance to um, miss it because I was working. Hopefully everything goes okay. Not looking too good. Let's hope for a better outcome later on. Sorry about that, Raider Nation. Just um, enjoy the festivities and come on back on home because this right here is a butt whooping. This is the prayers saying, Raiders, I'm out. Well, that call speaks for itself. A butt whooping is pretty much how it goes, but not really necessary. We were outcoached by Dennis Allen. Simple as that. And the play calling, (laughs) I know it's just got to be me because evidently Mark sees something and Dave Ziggy does too that I don't. So um, I hope someone calls in and sets me straight because I'd love to know why we're doing what we're doing. And our next caller from New Jersey is Raider Trey. What do you got for the nation? Hey, Raider Craig, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. Shout out to uh, my peeps down at the uh, Jersey Shore Raider Booster Club. This is Raider Trey calling from New Jersey. And I am just flat out frustrated. I guess not more frustrated than... uh, than the team, but wow, this is uh, this is this is tough getting uh, shut out by a team that we probably should have beaten. Now I've been um, watching the Raiders since I was a little kid, little girl, you know, back in the days of Banzac and Van Egan and Casper and you know, all the way up to Allen and present day and, you know, just hoping that this would have been the season that we could have gotten things going and it's just continuously sputtering and it's frustrating. Love these guys. I love the Raiders. We'll always love them. But um, today was a very frustrating day. Well, those are some great names. There's some great players on some great teams with – some great coaches. And I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I know how you're feeling. And our next caller is from Naples, Florida, originally from Los Angeles. What's happening, gun show Rada? Hi, Raider Randy, Raider Greg. This is gun show Raider. I was so pissed off the last time I called the phone line. I forgot to tell you I was in Naples, Florida. I'm originally born in Los Angeles, California, but 
I've been in Florida my whole life. Now that I got that out of the way, I'm not really sure where to start. I waited to hear the post interview and all that, and I couldn't even get through that. I don't even know where to start, really. I was, I think I'm a little less pissed off. I think I'm more in acceptance mode now, you know, going through the five steps of, well, I'm in acceptance. We, our corners didn't do anything. Our offensive line was trash. Um, here's a, <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm going exactly, but here's a little shot here. I've never called for Derek's car job. I'm not about to do that either. That's not the kind of fan I am, but I will tell you this. This is the first time. This is the worst game I've I think this game was worse than the game where he had the three picks. There's a thing called leadership, man. Either some guys have it, some guys don't. I'm not sure where I am with this guy anymore. I, I'll tell you what I am open to is if we, if we can get a better quarterback, I, I used to say, no, no, no. No, that's our guy. That's enough. I, I don't know anymore. And that's why I'm at with Derek. He's either, he either wins you the game or he's just not there. I, sometimes, and I, and I hate to do that, but I don't know. I don't know what happened to our offensive line. I don't know what happened to our corners. And I understand that the defense was put in some crappy situations. I get that. I do. But they still never got a stop when we needed one. Not, not once. Not a single point. We got zeroed. <laughs> um, I, I was listening to McDougal, and he just—I mean, <laughs> we didn't do anything to help help ourselves. They controlled the game. Well, no shit. <laughs> he actually said he apologized to the Raider Nation. Well, apology accepted on my behalf from the Raider Nation. But it's time to go, Jack. See you later. Bye-bye. That's how I feel about that. I, I'm not even opposed to actually rebuilding the whole damn thing. I say hire Sean Payton in the offseason. Trade everybody away you can get. I think we should keep. I think we should pay Jacobs. I think we should keep Crosby and obviously Devontae Adams. Beyond that, <laughs> that's about all I want from this, from this squad. I don't want these coaches. I don't want anything. Finito El Dono, Gun Show Raider, out. Well, I couldn't say it better myself. Um, Patrick, I need a Graham. Needs to wake up and watch some film. I he probably is, but uh, our defense was pathetic from the get go. Not not that they were tired when they weren't tired. You know, <laughs> they made the Red Rifle look like he was Tom Brady. I mean, this team was not prepared for this game. Are they trying to lose games? Are they trying to get a high pick for the next quarterback? It sure looks like it to me, and maybe that's what Mark Davis's plan is. I don't know. Think about it when you go to a game, though, how much money you spend. It's uh, obviously buffoonery of some kind. Appreciate the call. And our next caller is Raider Jake. I love this call. It's probably the best call here. I love the question. What you got for us, brother? Hello, Raider Nation. Hello, Raider Greg. This is a bitterly, bitterly disappointed Raider Jake's calling in from Conrad, Montana. 
I just have one question and nobody can answer that. I wonder if I'll get to live long enough to see the Raiders turn it around and start winning. Raider Nation, come out. Go Raiders. Well, I certainly hope so, because that means we should see a championship too, I would hope. Um, Can't answer that, bro, but right now, I'd just like to see a win, a convincing win, a win that we start and finish the game in dramatic fashion in all facets. Boy, would that be refreshing, Uh, something like last season when we didn't have a coach. And our next caller is the Carson Raider. I'm sure he's got some kind words. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Raider Greg? This is the Carson Raider from Carson, California. And Raider Randy, how's it going, man? Obviously, you know why I'm calling. I think the time for McAss is over. Short and sweet. I like it. Good call, brother. And our next caller is the Raider Disciple. It's been a long time, but it's perfect time for your call. (laughs) What is up? Hey, Raider Nation, man. This is uh, your your boy uh, here, uh, Raider Disciple. My first call of the year. Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Uh, how you guys doing, man? Raider Nation, uh, greetings to you too. Uh, happy belated uh, Hall of Fame to Cliff Branch. Um, I just want to say, dude, is how the fuck do you have an offense that we supposed would be so explosive and you can't get past the 50 fucking yard line till three minutes or fucking however fucking seconds was into the last fucking quarter? Bro, this team is in disarray. I'm not asking for anybody's head. I don't want anybody to get fucking fired. But, dude, listen, Mark Davis, bro, you need to figure out what the hell this team is. Are we a run-first team? Are we a pass-first team? I mean, this is just Jekyll and Hyde bullshit, man, dude. We're not going nowhere with this, man. I Like I said, Dave Ziegler and and, and Josh McDaniels will not get fired because they came as a package deal, so we're stuck with them. Derek Carr, bro, if you – oh, my God. I don't even know where to start, man. Like I said, this shit is in disarray. This is the worst I've seen this in a long-ass time with this much damn talent. And if you sit back and watch football all day like I do on Sunday because that's my thing, dude, we suck, man. This team sucks. This organization sucks. Sucks, man. I mean, goddamn, man. What the fuck are we going to do? Anyways, man, like I said, I'm just airing my frustration. I try not to get mad. I try not to get upset. But damn, man, if you have passion for this organization, this team, dude, it's hard not to, man. I mean, the way these fucking look, uninspired, act like they don't want to go, they don't want, they, want, they don't want to play. I mean, where the fuck is Waller? I mean, how long are you going to nurse a goddamn hamstring, bro? Come on, man. You got trainers and medics over there, man. You, you, I mean, do, do I need to go to get a milk carton to find out where you are? I don't know, man. It's just my perspective on what I'm seeing. But, man, dude, we ain't going nowhere anytime soon. I don't know if they're trying to break this team down to, to, to bring in what they want. 
and, or to what the, what they want to do. But and man, uh, God, it's just frustrating every Sunday. Hey, we're disciple man a lot, man. See you guys later. I love the Raider Disciple. Lays it down just like that. I want McDaniels to be fired. I'd love for him to be fired this afternoon. But that's not going to happen. Nope. Mark with the bull haircut and the bull, bull hair brain <laughs> uh, is not going to do it. He can't afford it. He gave the bag away. And now... We're stuck with an expensive, overpriced team. And don't blame Carr. It's not Carr. It's not Carr, man. Nobody's playing well because nobody's inspired because our coach is the same coach that the Broncos had. Just look at the Broncos seasons and you'll see a direct reflection on a team that gives up because their coach is not a coach. Love your call, brother. And our next caller, my good brother, with the pulse of the Raider Nation and Vegas, Raider Steve, has got a great rant. What's happening, man? Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Steve in Vegas. Spent a few hours since the game was over. I guess if you want to call that a game. Look, uh, we talked about it early in the, in the season. Uh, McDaniels is not the guy. He's clearly overthinking things. He's forcing it to Adams. He's, he's just, I mean, I don't know where Renfro went, but uh, clearly he's forcing Renfro to do things that he doesn't really want to do or don't suit his talents. Uh, Waller is, you know, I, I guess he's hurt. Uh, maybe he's just not into it. Uh, it's a big disaster, man. And, you know, if, if I was Mark Davis, you know, it might be time to think about trading some people and just blowing this thing up and uh, hope that the GM stays because I like Ziegler so far. Um, but McDaniels is, is trash. And my biggest fear is that uh, what's going to happen is we're going to keep him one more year because we're expected to because we have to give him a chance. Uh, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna keep these massive contracts one more year because we feel like we have to. And um, I love Derek Carr, man. I, I don't think any of this is his fault. Um, this whole organization is dysfunctional. I don't know why I still watch it. Uh, it's extremely disappointing. It has a negative impact on my life. I say this every year um, when I call into the show, and I wish I hadn't, man. And, you know, I've been, we've been, I've been calling in the show or at least listening to it for it, almost 20 years, man, since I was living in Japan and the first iPhone, iPod came out, not the iPhone, when the iPod came out and I was looking for Raiders podcast and I found yours and I've been listening to it that long and man, we've only had like two good seasons. Remember when we had Randy Moss, Lamont Jordan and, uh, you know, we thought that was going to be it, but no, they hired the wrong coach. This is the same situation, man. Uh, it might be worse. I've since the Super Bowl season with Gannon, I've not seen a Raiders team with this much talent. Can you imagine if we had Andy Reid as our coach? We would be destroying people. It wouldn't even be funny. 
And um, I'm just tired of it, man. Like, this season's over. You know, the Jags are probably going to beat us. They're going to beat us by, like, three points. It, and they should. We should destroy the Jags. We should have destroyed the uh, Saints today. Dennis Allen just punked us. Uh, it's just an absolute disgrace. I don't even know what to say. In, even at, let's say we go on a run. Do you really have faith that McDaniels can beat a playoff-level team? I don't. Like, there's no way. So this team's over. Uh, you know, this season's over. And it's probably time to start thinking about rebuilding, man, as much as I hate to say it. And I know it's hard to get a quarterback and all that, but if I was Carr, I wouldn't want to stay here either, man. Like, look what we've done to the guy. Just new coaches every other year. And you know what? To all the people who didn't like Gruden, you were wrong, man. If we still had Gruden, seriously, they got rid of Gruden. We had a winning record last year. Like, things were on the up and up. I believe that. And if we had Gruden this year, we'd be four and two. I know we would. You know, it's, uh, you know, and Gruden spread the ball around. He used all our weapons. Can you imagine Devontae Adams? Well, first, it's just such a disaster, man. It really doesn't matter. There's no point in talking about it anymore. Um, I'm going to keep watching, but I'll be selling the rest of my tickets for the rest of the year and trying to pay for the price increase tickets that they've asked us to pay for next year. That's right. They're raising tickets for this pile of heaping garbage. So... I'm going to sell my tickets. I'm going to pay for next year. Uh, but I don't know what the point is, man. I could probably cash out my PSLs for five to 10 grand each. So that's always an option. Um, tired of doing this to myself. I'm out. Well, I love how you laid it out because you've been watching this team as long as I've been doing this show longer. And I just don't know if our owner's ever going to figure it out because. Evidently, you know, I've been listening to the fans on this show for many years. And it just seems like we <laughs> we know more than the management knows. It is amazing to me that the fans have such a distinct instinct for this team and how we should go and where we should go. It's like it's like a symphony. And <laughs> The ownership is just so bad. The management is worse. And the coaching is beyond disgusting. And I don't see how Mark can watch this. I don't see how he could sit with friends and family, if any, and watch this team play. I just don't know. I don't know if Mark watches this game. I don't know if he's at the stadium just stuffing his face. I know he's not worried. Mark Davis is not worried because he's got guys all over that are buying these seats. Hotels are buying seats. Yeah, you could sell your, your seats because a hotel will pick it up. Because they can give those seats away, still make more money. It's a show. It's a Vegas show. Don't sell your Don't sell your PSLs. Make money selling your tickets to other teams that's what i would do that's what i would do brother because until they change the mindset because the team is lost man they don't have any confidence in this idiot coach that's all i gotta say i'll go on forever and i can't 
Hope you feel better, bro. Don't let this ruin your day, because I can't. And our next caller is the Cheesehead Raider. Like this guy's takes quite a bit. What's up, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is the Cheesehead Raider calling from Wisconsin. And uh, I guess my question is, what the hell was that? Um, that was beyond embarrassing. Um, clearly, through this whole season, people have been calling for Josh McDougall's head. Um, I'm right there with everybody. But um, after that game yesterday, if I had to choose only one coach to get rid of, it's without a question the defensive coordinator, I need a Graham. He uh, is absolutely pathetic. Um, As I've said before, um, our secondary is pitiful, never in the right position. Uh, Linebackers leaving the middle of the field open almost on every play that they were in the red zone or even on the 30, Um, just like they did with Kelsey during the Kansas City game. Yeah, just leave him open, you know, because that's not going to be a threat to us. Um, I still am going to call for Josh Jacobs getting an extension. Um, clearly, New Orleans said, Raiders, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us by throwing the ball. You're not going to run all over us. And that you can't handle hand that or put that on Jacobs. There was one run. It was first and 10. He gets the ball, goes up to the hole with some patience. Jukes one guy, goes through the hole, breaks two tackles, runs over a safety, and picks up the first down. That kid is a stud, and clearly we fell behind, and we just you know had to throw the ball and pretty much abandon the run game. Um, that reverse to Devontae Adams, I don't know what uh, they were thinking by giving that to him. We've got faster receivers, plus Colton Miller. I don't know if he tripped or if he was just trying to lay down in front of the defender, you need to engage and drive that guy out of the way. Horrible execution. The fake punt on their side of the field or on our side, I mean, are you kidding? Again, yeah, you want to be aggressive, but you don't want to be stupid, and that's exactly what that was. Um, I, I mean, it's pathetic i mean you can't even kick a field goal you finally get into the their side of the territory in the red zone but of course i mean cars already pulled then and speaking of car um i'm not a car hater i like car i don't want to get rid of them uh what some people should think if they're talking about trading car dumping car whatever there's a reason why Devonte adams is in vegas and that's because of Carr. So if you want to get rid of Carr, granted, Devonta Adams has three seasons, uh, three, yeah, three years on his contract. That doesn't mean that he's going to stay there for that whole three years. He will demand to get out. Green Bay Pate was offering him more money to stay there than to come to Oakland, or I'm sorry, Raiders, uh, Vegas, and he still left. What do you think he's going to do when his boy, his brother, leaves or is let go or, or traded. I mean, you wouldn't let him go. That'd be the dumbest thing there is. All right. Anyways, my tirade. Uh, Carr played a horrible game, uh, overthrowing receivers. He has this thing of 
throwing behind his receivers instead of leading them. And uh, he threw one to Collins, picked up a first down, and I, I said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. He actually let him. And the very next play, pass play, he threw it behind Monroe, and it was almost intercepted. And I was like, oh, man, there you go. Talking too soon. Um, Darren Waller uh, sitting on the sideline with his pulled hamstring because he ran to the bank so freaking quick with that big check that he got from the Raiders. And now we have him there milking the check. Uh, we can't dump him, can't trade him, because it would be a $20 million dead cap space. So we are in a pickle. And it ain't a sweet pickle. But it was just a terrible game all the way around. Um, Josh McDaniels is not a leader of men. Uh, he definitely needs to be fired at the end of the season. The reason I say at the end is because if you were going to fire him in the middle, you should have done it during the bye week so you could get successors and everything else set up. You do it now, and I, I can almost guarantee it's going to be worse than what it is. Um, fire him at the end of the season. although. We don't know what his contract is. I mean, did Mark Davis do it again and give him uh, the keys of the kingdom, $10 million? I mean, I don't know how much he's getting paid. I don't think anybody does. Um, all right, Raider Greg, I'm, I'm ranting. I am I'm quite upset. Uh, but, hey, you know what? Life is good, and I got my health, I got my family, and that's all that matters. Uh, this is just a Sunday afternoon that I just sit back although this one was incredibly embarrassing. And with that, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, Raider Randy, I'm out. Well said, brother, as I knew it would be. You touched all the bases, um, and then Mark Davis comes out and has 100% confidence in his coaches. <laughs> I don't know what drug he's taken. But he should share. And our next caller is the Jersey Boy, Rada. I like this caller. What's up, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is the Jersey Boy Raider. Well, happy Halloween. I don't think anything that you're going to see today could be anywhere near as scary as what we saw yesterday. Um unbelievable I, I just still shocked as bad as it's been this year that was unacceptable i mean we all know it starts with coaching and quite frankly i was waiting for the little message to pop up on my phone a little update saying that josh mcdaniels was fired and we can take uh patrick Graham with him but no no stay the course we're gonna fix it guys that's what we keep hearing we're gonna fix it I'm sorry to the Raider Nation. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks for the apology. Wonderful. My question is, where is our Raider pride? Where is it? Can, and, you know, we can get into the game. You know, we, we, we know why we lost because we didn't show up. I don't know it was worth the defense or the offense, but not even across the 50-yard line until two minutes left with Stidham. You're kidding me, right? I would have been anything against that. 25 times to R0 at one point. Wow. Guys, um, again, where's our Raider pride? And when Derek Carr says we have to see how we react to this, my question is, I'll take it a step further. More importantly, how does the Raider Nation respond to this? 
because I sat there, watched it, turned it off, enjoyed the rest of the day with my family, which I'm trying to do more of now. <laughs> because it seems like they don't care, so why not enjoy your day, right? You got you to gotta let it go, right? They seem to do it. The coach seems to be just fine. We'll get it fixed. But how does the Raider Nation react to this? And, you know, I felt so bad. This is about, the rest of this call is about the Raider Nation. Watching those fans, watching the Raider Nation in the stand yesterday, I felt so bad for them. I mean, I always do, and I've been there myself in opposing stadiums, walking out. Raiders suck! Yeah, got it, thanks. I, yeah, we do right now. <laughs> but we're still the Raider Nation. We have that pride. We show up. We deserve better. How do we react to this? That's the question. When you look at the Raider emblem, that logo today on your hat or wherever, I see it, I, I always smile. Why? Because it means so much to me, the history, everything, the silver and black, Al Davis, John Madden, Saber, the greats of the past. You can go on and on for 10 minutes. But when does the greatness of the Raiders come back now? I want to love this team. I want, I want to have that pride. But right now it's lost. So my question is, first of all, how do we get it back? And, again, as a Raider Nation, how do we react? Because I know we deserve so much more. And all I want to say is that this all came down yesterday for me. It's feeling bad. It's sad for a Raider Nation. That's got to be, hands down, the most loyal fan base in sports. One since 84. Okay? We show up. And we dress up. Especially on Halloween. And we wear our Raider hats and our jerseys with pride, our silver and black. And yesterday I see, I saw zero pride from the team. When do we get that back? So Raider Greg, it's going to be a long season. I know it is. And I thank you for what you do. It's not easy. I hope you if I could, buddy. Because I, I want to pick everybody up. And I want to get us back on track. I don't know if that's a season. I'll tell you one thing. It's a sad day. That was a sad day for the Raider Nation. And I'm just going to say that. We deserve better. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, love you. Thank you for everything you guys do. I'll keep wearing my silver and black because I still have pride in the Raiders. But when is this team going to get the pride back? With that being said, Jersey Boy Raider, out. Another great take. And all I really have to say is, Commitment to excellence? Hmm. Is there? Is there a will to win? Hmm. I really wonder. I remember when they used to say at the Coliseum, the winningest team in NFL history. And then I remember when they stopped saying it. It is a distant ghost, just like the victories of this organization. It's a ghost. And, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do this anymore, really. Honestly, with you guys, I'm telling you, I'm fed up and I've had enough. I am thinking I'm not going to waste any more of my time. Even though I love you guys, but I'm really thinking about calling it a day. And then just going about my biz and uh, catching the scores until... Well, I'm not going to even come back. Even if they start to win, I'll just watch the team because 
the effort involved in the show, Randy as well, is uh, it's not just a walk in the park here. So uh, anyway, just want to say that to you guys because it's real. I ain't kidding. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next call from Portland, Oregon. Raider Allen's in the house. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, Raider Allen here up in Portland. Uh, first of all, Randy, a belated congratulations on the 600th episode. I've been probably listening since five since uh, you got to 100. Um, miss seeing your family at the Coliseum. This game yesterday, the only words I can think of are unprepared, clueless, despicable, and embarrassing. I, 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 I'm, I'm embarrassed with my team. I mean, commitment to excellence, seriously? I mean, Carla, completely uninterested. I've been a Raider fan since 1961. This is the worst performance I have ever seen in my life. I turn 69 tomorrow, and I'm getting too tired for this. It's just, it's just, it's hard, it's, it's hard to watch. And uh, I mean, look, third and one, two or three times, I think, Greg, and you don't get the ball to Jacobs once. It, 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 I, I, I don't get it. Devontae, one catch in the second half, finally. I know he had, I think he already had the flu, but still, you, I just can't believe we weren't going to him. Um, there, there was one moment in that game where a car got sacked and not one person, not one lineman came over to help him up. It was, it was just, it was just pathetic. I mean, this team was not ready. And I, I put this completely on McDaniels. Well, the, the entire team sucked, but McDaniels is in way over his head. Uh, I'm just so disappointed with my team. It's just it's just hard to watch anymore. It's un, it's, it's uninspiring, and uh, I'll stick with my team. But man, they're making it hard for me. All right, Greg. Uh, congratulations again. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know where we're going from here. But I'm Raider Allen, and I am out. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you for the call. I appreciate uh, everything you said. And, um, yeah, I'm, I don't know where to go with this either. I don't <laughs> – I ain't pulling no punches here. You can see in this team that they have – they don't care. They want to win, but they're stuck with a turd for a coach. It's like having a bad boss. That keeps telling you to do something, and you know it's the wrong thing to do. Our coach does not plan for the skills of his players. He has his own scheme, and he's going to make those players do his scheme. Well, he tried this in Denver. We all saw what happened. I think we beat them 56-14 to 14 under his tenure. And I'm just looking for the next team to do that to us. Because the team doesn't care. It's uninspired. If you could look back at film of back when Tom Walsh was our offensive coordinator. You guys remember that guy? The mayor, the owner of the Flapjack Palace, 
bed and breakfast, who was pulled out of retirement to uh, coach the offense. Well, the team looks very familiar. The looks on their face, on the sideline, it is a big hint on what they think of this coach. And now the owner, the clown king, comes out with all the confidence. Just pay this guy and kick him out of the building. Mark, give me a break. Thanks for the call, man. Not trying to be Debbie Downer. It's just how it is, bro. And our next caller from Dallas, Texas, Raider Jesse James is in the house. What is up, man? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, and Raider Randy? It's Raider Jesse James, Dallas, Texas. My brother, you know what? You started calling this guy the McDougals or something like that in week number two. And I wasn't on that train, and I am all 100% aboard now. I mean, it's unfortunate. Um, I think I've called in the first after the first week. I'm not sure if it was maybe a thought, but my thing is, you know, if this guy doesn't pan out, we're stuck with him for two years. And not only that, it's, I mean, it's really unfair to D.C., and, and Raider Greg, did you see the look on his face on the sideline? That man looks irritated, looks annoyed, looks lost. He looks like he was in a whole different dimension. Like, what is going on? When I saw that, I was like, oh, we, we're not winning this game. De- Derek Carr is not on right now. He is not in the game. for Maybe he's frustrated with the play calling, the scheme. But he needs to be, be vocal about it, brother. Like, if you are at the same company and a new boss keeps coming in and in, in and in, and you talk to the owner and say, hey, you know, I have a right, I have a voice. I've been here the longest. Like, you know, he needs to speak up. You know what I mean? Like, hey, listen, I know he's religious and all that, and nothing against him. You know what I mean? We all believe in, in, in something and someone. But, man, you have to, like, blur out a cursor here and then show some passion or, or you know, do something. Like, be vocal because... The, the season is gone, Raider Greg. I think this is it for us, man. That's it. Hey, coach, coach, players play? I don't know. The only players that I'm seeing right now doing anything is Matt Max and Josh Jacobs. That's it. And Josh Jacobs, Raider Nation, will not be a Raider next year. Let's get that clear. He's playing himself out of the Raiders. Plain and simple. He's playing himself out of the Raiders. He will not be a Raider next year. He won't. There's no way. But I'm lost, Raider Greg. I mean, and your perspective is always very intriguing to me. You know, you're you're very passionate, just as we are, but you always have a different point of view. So, Well, thank you for the call, brother, first, and I appreciate your confidence in what I have to think about. But I saw this coming. I was hoping I was wrong at the beginning of the season, but I was watching the players and watching the way the team – you know, did their thing and the movements and it just looked like everybody was lost. Like he can't coach. Like he's trying to make these guys do something. It's like like making guys eating chicken liver dinners. It's like nobody wants to eat chicken liver, bro. But there's, there it is. There's the plate of liver. Do it or else. Jacobs is gone. I think Devontae Adams will leave too. 
I think they'll get a trade from somebody that'll be worthwhile. He'll be gone. Josh will be gone. And any other good player we have, I'm going to tell you, Darren Waller, he ain't playing because he don't want to play. He don't want to play under the scheme. He hasn't looked, hasn't looked happy since last season for obvious reasons. You know, Moreau, uh, Derek Carr can't say anything. He can't say anything. He knows this is his last year too, bro. They're going to shed him next year because they don't have to pay him. And they can use this year as an excuse and bring in Tim Tebow, and there you go. We're going to have a new quarterback with nobody to throw to that's going to do horribly because he won't be coached. Our defense is a horrific mess, and it's, you know, the guy is asleep. I don't know if he has sleep apnea, uh, but Graham, there's no passion in this man. There's nothing here that he has to stand on besides losses and the inability to scheme another team's offense. Dude, I don't have to tell you that's my two cents, and I'm sticking to it. Love the call, brother. Our next caller's Raider Sam from L.A. What's happening, brother? What up, Raider Greg? What up, Raider Randy? It's Raider Sam in SoCal. Uh, yeah, man, I'd like to apologize. I know I know Randy was at the game, as well as a bunch of Raider fans. From what I've heard, he lives in New Orleans or Louisiana. But, yeah, that sucks, man. It just seems like we're always, like, breaking records for the wrong reasons and the wrong ways, whether they're the records that are bad for us or, you know, good for the other guys. Man, I don't know, man. I don't understand. You know, and I hear it all the time, but I don't understand why they don't play up-tempo. They do play better when they play up-tempo. Uh, that's how they won a lot of their games last year. And, dude, hopefully Darren Waller plays this next game because, dude, if they don't beat the Jags, Jag-offs, then... That's it, man. And it's probably it anyways, but, I mean, who knows? You never know. It's crazy. They always got these type of losses. Every year, they just get embarrassed. And it's, man, I, I'll tell you, man, damn, it's hard. You know, I, 10 years, 10 years of my life has been taken away from being a Raider fan. And and I've been saying that for a long time. It might have been, it might be, shit, 20 years now. It's, it's, that's how long they've, they've been losing, you know? Um yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, that's frustrating. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody's pissed off. I'm pissed. Um, you know, and I, I did forget to mention the last time I called in. Um, you guys were playing the podcast a few months back about you know the shows from back in the day, long before I ever knew about you guys, and it was probably from like '04 and on, or maybe '03, all the way up to you know now and. It was funny, man, because I didn't know about you guys, but I remember all those games, whether they were wins or losses, but for sure, you know, more losses for sure. But, uh, uh, damn, man, hopefully they, they pull it off. I'm trying I'm trying not to curse this time. Uh, so hopefully they pull it off. Uh, they beat the, you know, Jags. And I don't know, man, you know, shit. Go Raiders. Stop letting me down. And every time they win, it's a heart attack, cardiac game. So, 
I don't know. You know, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. Peace out. Go Raiders. Well, thank you for the call, brother. It's been 20 years of misery that I can count on for sure. And um doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. So uh I don't know. I don't know what the answer is for the team. I I gave you guys all my opinions. That's all I got I got. I don't have anything else. If I could have a wish, I would wish that nobody would buy another single Raider item. Not for Christmas, not for birthdays, not for holidays. Just boycott until we start to win. Just hold off. Hold off. Where are your old stuff? I'm sure you got enough stuff in the closet. You don't need to buy Devontae Adams or anybody else's stuff because it's not going to make any difference with this coaching staff. It's just not. So that would be my wish that people just not pay a penny towards the organization. And then po- that's the only way you're going to protest and get Mark Davis to listen is if you stop spending money on this team. It's the only way. Because the seats will get sold. They'll get sold to the opposing team for sure, guaranteed. But those opposing fans, they ain't going to buy jerseys. They're not going to buy merchandise. not going to buy hats. Just wear your old stuff. That would be my dream. I wish that would happen. Jackpot, baby! Well, before I end the podcast, I just want to give a huge shout-out to the Hall of Famer, the only punter kicker in the Hall of Famer, the very first one ever, and deservedly so, Ray Guy, who passed away yesterday of complications due to an illness. What a man, what a player, what a jewel for the Raiders of Oakland to pick up at the time. Ray Guy, a kicker out of Southern Miss, and trust me, he wasn't only that. He played defensive back. Um, He played many positions. He played baseball. He was a pitcher, an astounding one. He played basketball, an all-around great athlete. Ray Guy wasn't only great at anything he tried in sports. He was a humble man. You know, it's hard to come across champions of this caliber. And the Raiders picked him up 23 overall in 1973 draft. Ray Guy invented kicking. He made it an art form. He invented positional punting where he could put the ball on the one-yard line and have it go out of bounds. Not only that, but he would fake a punt by himself, catch the ball, and run for a first down. This happened multiple times. He was a great running back, and his legs were so long that each one of his strides would nearly double that of anyone else's strides trying to catch him. Ray Guy could pass the ball. He was definitely a quarterback. He had a great arm, and he could pass the ball all the way down the field with ease. He was an athlete. And most of all, he was a raider of the truest sense, where to him, team meant everything. And when he was drafted (laughs) by John Madden, 
who at first saw his film and said, nah, a punter, we're not going to pick up a punter in the first round. John Madden himself admits there was the best and easiest choice that he ever made in his life. Ray Guy made inroads everywhere he played and changed the game of football by making the very first hang time. His ball would stay up for five, six seconds at a time. One of his longest punts, 77 yards. 77 yards. To this day, that standard stands way high. Rarely will you ever see that, if ever again. All his former teammates loved Ray Guy because he was a football player, not just a kicker. Nowadays, a kicker, those guys over there on the other side of the field, the kickers, Ray Guy would tackle with fierce energy and veracity anybody coming past him or trying to. He didn't want anybody to make any score or gain any yardage on one of his punts. True gentleman, true raider in the truest sense. Ray Guy, great raider. And you know, there's not too many of them left. The great teams of old are fading and, beyond quite honest, are dying. They have no one to take their place. Likes of Tom Flores, Jim Plunkett, um, those great Raiders. The Ghost. I mean, these guys were the foundation, the very foundation of the greatness of the Raiders. And the commitment to excellence for sure, because that was true at that time. And it's amazing to me that here we sit in 2022, still more than 20 years away from our last attempted Super Bowl. And we just cannot get out of our own way. And then you have a man like Ray, Ray Guy that reminds me of why I'm a Raider fan. This this is the type of team, this is why the mystique of the Raiders, this is why the team made such great inroads when it was young. The three Super Bowls we played and won were tremendous victories of great athletes and amazing coaching. It is a far cry from today. And perhaps, yes, perhaps, McDaniels and Ziegler should sit in a room and watch some film of truly great Raiders, great coaches, great players, and a team that loved each other and was willing to sacrifice for the common good and to get the job done. Far cry we are from that place. A lot of youngsters, if there's any that listen to this show, should do that for themselves and look back, truly look back at our history. Because that is really why you should be a Raider fan, not because you're part of a club or the I'm not on the bandwagon nonsense that I see on Facebook and we're not jumping ship mumbo-jumbo that I hear from fans that weren't around and have no idea what the Raiders were like. 
those fans who talked on this show, there were 60, 69 old fans that have seen the greatness of the Raiders. Truly. Not guys that just came on in and put on the silver and black and raw-rod their way to the stadium without having a clue as to the true history of this team. You know, it just makes me, my stomach turn sometimes Look, reading these Facebook posts about, yeah, well, I'm always going to be a fan no matter what. Well, yeah, I'm a fan no matter what. But I'm not going to be a fan that's a knucklehead that doesn't care whether they win or lose, nor why they're losing and why they're disorganized and why we have a better team we all know. We all know we have a better team than they are playing and they are not playing because they have no faith and confidence in the head coach. On his second go-round, he has truly fallen flat. He might have thought he changed, but no, my friends. He is the same guy trying to fit a scheme around players that don't fit the scheme a very poor idea for any coach. A good coach will find a talented players and wrap the scheme around them so they can find their success, not the other way around. This has been proven through decades of football. There are names in the annals of football history that prove this to be true. And there are many in the dumpster that have tried to do things their way or the highway and they became the dumpster way. So I'm not trying to bum anybody out. I'm proud to be a Raider fan. Always will be because of the history of this team and the history of the champions therein. But right now, I see, I see disarray. I see mismanagement. I see a lack of confidence. I see an owner that's put too much water in a holy bucket and nowhere to go. And I see a desperate fan base that can do nothing about it. So I, too, will ride it out, you know, the way it has to be. I'll still watch games, but certainly not emotionally. I will be certainly detached from the fact that this is not the team I thought it was going to be, and not because of the players, strictly because of the owner, the general manager, and for sure the two knucklehead coaches we have that are wasting amazing talent. So that's about it for this show, folks. I appreciate you guys listening. You are, you know I am Raider Greg. You know I tell it like it is. You know I've been doing this a very long time. And this is Raider Nation Podcast, the longest-running professional sports podcast in history. And I am out. Out.